Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking to Tedessa. Welcome, Tedessa. So, thanks, Maggie. What kind of art do you do? So I make natural fragrances for room and body, and I also make um, jewelry from crystals and beads and natural stones. Now, my next question is, how did you get involved with art? But I want you to take us as far back as possible. You know, what did that early creativity for you really look like, if anything at, at all, you know, if you were artistic earlier in life? Yeah, I think my artistic uh, inspiration, my creative spark sort of happened later, but definitely looking back as my as a child, my mother was super creative and I have a picture of me in my bedroom as a kid. And if I look at it, everything in the frame, my mother made like the curtains matched the wow. bedspread. She made the pillows. There was a doll sitting on the bed that she made. I, she probably made the nightgown I was wearing. So <laughs> she was always like, I always looked at her and saw that that was her outlet. Like from being a mother, from being a, a wife, from being in the real estate world, she always had this other side of her. She was a quilter, she sewed, she painted. And um, so she was always like, show, sort of showing me that that possibility for myself. And then for me, um, it really showed up later. And um, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's good for that answer, sorry. No, that's fine. So, so if your creativity came out later, what were you interested when you were younger? Um, I was like, I was into reading. I was a big sports person. I was, I was into basketball, um, singing. I was in the theater. So I was definitely creative. It was just um, in a different form. And then I think one of the like the, the pivotal parts of my story is that I got sober when I was 26. And I always like, I, I have to say that because um, it's just one chapter of my life, but I feel like that without that chapter, all these other chapters wouldn't have been written. And so I got sober and that sort of like changed the direction of my life. And um, I got into yoga and meditation and I would go on these retreats. I would go on these to these yoga festivals and I would see, um, I don't know, just like that whole vibe, you know, like people in community together and sort of promoting a sense of well-being and I loved all the I loved all the flowy clothing and the jewelry and um, that really inspired me like that's what my jewelry and my fragrances and my perfumes all sort of imbue is or it's like this feeling of wellness and um, how I felt when I would go on those retreats is sort of what I put into the jewelry and the perfume and um, my first retreat was at a, at this uh, yoga center in Western Massachusetts called Kripalu. And I was really early in my sobriety. And it was like one of the first times I had gone on a, like gone away and not drank. And, um, and I, and it sort of opened me up to this whole world that there are actually people out there who don't spend their time in bars and clubs and do other things. And so that whole weekend, I just remember like eating really good food and going to bed early and spending the day doing like soul feeding things and, um, how good I felt and, um, the light I saw in other people's eyes 
at the end of that weekend, I stopped at the gift shop at Kripalu and I picked up this little bottle of essential oils. It was called Emotional Rescue or something. It was a blend. And, um, and I brought it home and every time I smelled it, I was sort of transported back to that place and that feeling that I had when I was at Kripalu. And so, um, like scent has always been very powerful for me. Like if somebody walks by me and I smell, and they're wearing Estee, which is like this old perfume, not old, but like my grandmother wore it. And so like when, when I smell that, it's like she's with me again for a moment. And um, and if some high school boy is wearing like Aqua Digio or, or like some of the others, like I'm instantly back in my twenties and I'm at the bar and like somebody's hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> And so I love that about scent. It's very powerful. And um, and so I'm just drawn to it. I'm drawn to um, the magic of like creating and blending two things that you wouldn't think would go together. And then they make something even better. And, um, and I feel like the stones that I work with, with the jewelry, um, it's the same thing. Like I'm drawn to stones that make you, that help promote like a feeling of balance and a feeling of ease. And um, so that is sort of like the common thread that kind of weaves through my brand is like a feeling of wellness, a feeling of being at ease with yourself and a feeling of joy. How did you first decide to attend these, these yoga festivals and these wellness events? Was there someone that suggested them or how did you discover them? Yeah, I just, just with friends. Um, you know, when you come from a life where you're mostly your social activities mostly revolve around bars and clubs and parties, and then you stop drinking. I was 26. So I was so young. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with myself? I had a lot of free time. And um, actually, that's when I first started making jewelry because I would be home at night and I would be watching, you know, Grey's Anatomy or some TV show. And I would I would have my beading table right in front of the TV and I would just make necklaces while I watched TV. And, um, but then, yeah, we just started going, my world sort of opened up, you know, like um, my friend Moira, we went to the, we went to Kripala for the first time. And then that kind of, it was like, oh wow, like this is a cool place to be and I want to see more and I love music. And um, at the yoga festivals, there's always really good music. And so, um, yeah, just sort of following, following my bliss. Okay. So what, um, what happened after high school, I guess? Did you, did you go to college or did you start working immediately? No, I went to college. I went to Elon University down in North Carolina and, um, sort of just like bumbled through four years of college. It was, uh, I look back on it with a little bit of regret because I feel like I didn't quite take advantage of what was being offered to me. Um, but I, I graduated with a degree in human services. So like definitely always wanting to help others and um, be of service in some way to the, to the world, to the community. Um, but then I just sort of, I got out of college and really wasn't sure. I wasn't. I was wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And um, I spent a few years in the corporate world, working in offices. Um, I spent a few years down in Greenwich, Connecticut, working for 
an art collector. And that kind of turned me on to like modern art. He was a collector in vintage Czech photography, which was really fun to explore. Wow. And I would make these catalogs for him to keep track because he had so many <laughs> collections. Um, but it really opened my eyes to like all the different um, all the different types of art that are out there. Like I would see something and just be like, wow, like he had such a quirky sense of style and uh, um, the things that he was drawn to kind of opened my eyes to, it's not just Van Gogh, you know, like there are like all these other types of art and everybody's doing their own thing and there's a place for everybody. And I love that. Like we had a whole collection of photographs from this guy named Tim Davis. I don't even know if he's still out there, but it was like, he was a temp at an office and one summer, like trying to support his art, right? And he was so bored that he took all these pictures of the things that he found in his office drawer. So like, there'd be like a picture of like a red stapler or like a handful of like plastic straws, you know? And my, my boss bought the whole collection and they were like all over the wall in our office. And I still have one of his pieces downstairs on my wall. But I did that for a while. I worked in the nonprofit world when I moved to Providence. I worked with Yo-Yo Ma and the Silk Road Project. And um, that was awesome, Got, you know, getting to travel around the country and watch the Silk Road Ensemble perform and seeing all the different instruments from all around the world come together to make this beautiful music. And, um, and so I did that and all of it was just sort of like, it was like leading me to this, you know, to this moment. I had children, I was married. Um, and I, I forgot to mention when I, when you asked me who I am or what my art is, I'm also an inventor. <laughs> so I invented a, a yoga product. It's a yoga block with a water bottle inside. It's called the balance bottle. And that was actually the first product for the Ujaya brand and um, which led to all the other products and um so yeah i started in the in the midst of all that i also got certified to teach yoga um i became a massage therapist i've had a lot of different <laughs> on a lot of different ways but they're all sort of connected you know and they all sort of stem around being creative and um and finding balance Okay, so when you started becoming exposed to the, you know, yoga world and, and, and health and, and like your stones and your jewelry, were you still working like full time or did you transition immediately to doing like, what's that timeline? Like when did you turn Ujaya into, is it your full time business right now? Yeah. Okay, so when did you make that transition to working that full time? Probably like four years ago. I mean, I still teach yoga over Zoom, which I love, and it's a huge part of my life. And I'm also really still involved in the recovery community. So I spend a lot of time um, working with other women and helping them get their lives back on track. But this is, this Ujaya was probably came to life like three to four years ago and started with the block, the yoga block. And then, you know, like we took it to Wanderlust, which is like a really, huge yoga festival and we took it to Stratton, Vermont and um, and we had just the balance bottle, we had the tote bag that I make 
And then we had the natural bug and tick spray that I make and a couple of other little things that I was trying out. It was like a test market. <laughs> it was to see like what people would think. I had a perf I had one perfume, the bug spray, and my yogi refresh. And and it was like very well received. We sold out. People were really into the scent and they were really into the balance bottle. And we decided to just like go for it. And the bug spray and the Yogi Refresh were like my two first natural fragrances. Um, one was functional, one was like more just like a, a nice deodorizing natural spray. And, um, and then about like three years ago, I took a natural perfume course with Charna at the Providence Perfume Company. And I was just like, oh, wow, like this is a whole other thing. Like I, I love essential oils and I love perfume. You can actually combine them and make a natural perfume that smells like perfume, not just like you're wearing lavender. I was just really inspired by her shop and by, by her scents and what she was doing. And so she's become one of my teachers and um, I've taken courses with other people. And I'm just like, uh, it's just sort of unfolding in a very organic kind of way. Okay, so, um, sorry, can you clarify the timeline for me a bit? So when did you meet your husband and have your kids? All right. Along with all of the, your other work. Yeah, sorry. I've never been interviewed before also, so this is like... Oh, you're doing great. You're very eloquent. <laughs> so I met my husband. Um, it's funny because the only time I ever tell this part of my story is when I'm telling it in a recovery setting. So I'm always like basing it on when how, how sober I was. <laughs> so I met him when I was five years sober. I don't remember when. So I got sober in 2002. So I met him in like 2007 or 2006. And we got married in 2008. And we had two kids who are 11 and 8. And... Oh. Um, yeah, so we moved to Providence in 2008. We sort of like took our whole life. We were in Connecticut at the time and we sort of decided we wanted to be over here and moved here. And so you didn't, you started Ujaya after you met him and got married or were you already working on that before? Yeah. No, when I met him, I was still doing like, I was still working for the art collector and doing that thing. But we decided that we, wanted to raise our family in Rhode Island, which was a total like act of faith. I had, I had never been to, like, I didn't know what was going on in Rhode Island, but he had gone to Brown and he really liked Providence and he thought I would like it. So we just like took our, we just took a gamble. Wow. <laughs> and it was like 2008 was right when like everything crashed. And so it was, it was hard and, um, but we got through that and we lived in in Providence for a few years, maybe eight years, and then moved, now we live in North Kingstown. And so the business was really like, the business really started like three or four years ago. And um, I think more like three years ago, I, I can't really remember, but. Um, so yeah. was your job with the art collector your last job before you switched to doing Ujaya full-time? So the job was in Connecticut was like my last, no, because then when I moved to Providence, I, I worked for the Silk Road. Okay. And I did that for a couple of years and then um, had my first child and, and sort of moved away from office work and 
was just like teaching yoga and sort of doing that thing. And so so it went from like teaching yoga to then like, hey, I have this idea for a yoga I for a yoga product and like played with that idea for a couple of years. Like we actually like sat on that idea. Like, would anybody want to do that? Like, is that even a good idea? Like, how come no one's thought of this before? And it's like, and then we're like, screw it, let's just go for it. And we like hired a design, like a design engineering team to help us figure out like, how do you, how do you stick a water bottle in the block and make it so that the water bottle can come out and that the block doesn't collapse. And there were all these like pieces to it. It was not easy. And um, and in, I'm glad that we went through that, and I'm glad that I have the experience now of like inventing something and putting it out to market and seeing how that all works. But I kept being pulled away from that, like distracted, I guess, but in a good way. Like I really want to, like I, my passion is things that smell good, and um, the jewelry we used to, like it started with diffuser bracelets because I was making bracelets that had little lava stones on them, so you could put your perfume on the stones and that would diffuse um, and make your perfume last longer. So um, the balance bottle is still out there, but it's like not my main focus. Like I'm really drawn to um, fragrance and perfume and jewelry, beautiful things. So it's still, the um, the bottle is still for sale, like it's still one of your products? Yeah, it's on it's on Amazon, it's on my website. Um, we sold them to TJ Maxx. We oh. sold, they, yeah, so, um, but it's just, I don't know. For me, like, if I'm really honest with myself, like, my passion is in the perfumes and the jewelry. And so I really want to, I'm really about like following my passion and listening, listening to that inner voice that's sort of guiding me. Awesome. All right. So is there any person in particular that has influenced your pursuit of, of your, of Ujjayi, I guess, of your creative business? Um, definitely my mom, just because she was always very artistic and creative. Um, but like, I feel like my main inspiration right now is just like watching ordinary people like on social media and just seeing like ordinary people make beautiful things. And, and it's like in the middle of the responsibilities of their daily lives, they're like finding these pockets to create and um, to follow their passion and you know, like that's my story too. You know, like I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, um, I own a business, I have to clean my house. You know, like I got to take the trash out on Wednesdays. It's like a very ordinary life, but but then I also have this I also have this this creative outlet, and um, and I have the privilege of being able to pursue it. And so, like, I feel like my goal is to be relatable, to be somebody that people can identify with, because that's who really inspires me or the people that are just your, I don't want to even say your average person because it's not an average, like it's, it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And that's what really fuels me. What are some obstacles you faced in developing and continuing Ujaya and all of your creative products? I don't know, I call them obstacles. I mean, it's a lot of work and, um, you know, like 
I can, if I look at it like they're obstacles, then it feels heavy. But to me, it's like finding good systems, you know, like and good practices. So, like, if I wake up in the morning and I think, like, what are the three things that have to happen today? And I write those down. I'm in a better, sh I'm in better shape than if I'm just like, oh, I got to blend some perfume today. I got to make six bottles of that. I got to make some, I can get so flustered and I can get pulled in so many. And then, you know, there's like, there's like the business side of it too. Right. And so it's like, you gotta, you gotta market yourself. You gotta make the labels and make sure you have enough packaging. And, um, there's a lot of facets. And so I think the biggest obstacle for me is like staying focused and finding systems that help me to to stay in the in the lane um i have a lot of like i'll see something like like covid has allowed me to you know i have time because all the all the festivals every place that i was selling at the fairs the markets sort of shut down for a while and it was a blessing in a way because you know it helped me to sort of branch help me to expand my retail base you know, like since I wasn't going to markets and festivals, I had time to call these shops and markets and and say, like, let me come in and show you what I have. And for me, like, that's a stretch, you know, like I need to get over myself and just put myself out there. And I think like I know I'm not alone in that. I know that a lot of artists feel that. And um, and I think what I've learned in, in life is like everybody struggles with that. It's not I don't get to own that. I don't get to own imposter syndrome <laughs> or like or like wondering if, if people like my stuff like that's something that's very universal it's very human and that's when I think of it like that it takes the power away from me or, or it takes the power away from that um getting in my way so I think getting out of my own way is my biggest obstacle and just allowing okay. people to allowing the world to see me awesome now, describe your workspace for me. Do you have a home studio or do you have a separate place where you go? Where do you work? I have a home studio and um, it was the kitchen table, but then <laughs> we cleared out a lot of our balance bottles from the third bedroom and created an office up there for my husband because he works from home too. And so I have an office downstairs, which is like a studio workspace. You've seen it. It's like there's, you know, there's room for everything. There's a table for blending. There's a table for beading. There's a table for packaging. And um, it's just awesome. I, you know, like I always have pretty music playing. I love listening to music while I work. Um, coming from the corporate world where like everything's very vanilla. I don't know what the word is, like dry. <laughs> but like being able to have like big windows and lots of light and plants mm -hmm. hanging and um, just like creative ownership over the space. I love that can be whatever yeah. it needs to be. So I know we talked about this last time we chatted, but can you um, explain again what Ujaya means and why you chose that to be the name of your brand? Ujaya is like a riff off of a word called a word Ujjayi. Ujjayi is a type of breath. It's a type of meditative breath that in a yoga practice you would use. It's when you breathe in and out through your nose and you create like a ha sound with your mouth closed. So it sort of, to me, sounds like a little engine or a little generator. <laughs> and it's a meditative breath that you use while you're practicing yoga to keep you centered, 
to keep you from drifting off into your thoughts about you know what are you going to eat for dinner like your grocery list or whatever like to me like the whole vibe around my brand is around like finding your steady you know like finding your inner steady and tapping into um, what brings you joy and and what makes you feel at ease in life and that was sort of the that was sort of the inspiration between um, behind it what are your hopes for ujaya and your ultimate goal for your business i don't know yet but uh, like my hope is that my kids are inspired by watching ujaya grow they like to come to the markets with me i love hearing them describe my products to people um I hope that it inspires them to be creative and follow their bliss and try new things. For me, it's just like, it doesn't have to work. You know, like I had a friend tell me once, this was regarding dating when I was getting back into the dating world and I was being really hard on myself. And she kept saying to me, Tanessa, it's just practice. Like it doesn't have, this guy doesn't have to be your husband. You know, you don't, this doesn't have to work out. Just go practice being yourself. Like go practice telling the truth. Go practice like staying in the moment. And so for me, like that's kind of how I take Ujaya. Like it's not that it's an experiment, but like, but like I'm putting my, I'm putting products out there in the world that I hope help people feel a sense of joy. And that's my main goal, whether it's in Ujaya or it's just like out on the street or um, helping my kids to grow up to be good people. It's like, that's my main goal is just to um, be of service in the world and, and help people find their joy. That's so beautiful. All right. I think we've pretty much hit all of my questions. Is there anything else that you think is important to know about you or your story or Ujaya? I got a little off on <laughs> but I think, I think you get me, it, you know. Okay, great. And then, of course, throughout the editing process, if you feel like we've missed something that you want to add, we can add it into the story later. So yeah, I did. I did write like when you said like other. I think you asked one of the questions was about themes. Any themes that run through the art? And I just wrote a little bit about that. That you could. I'll just tell you, and then if you want to add it Please, yes, somewhere. Yeah. But I said that it's there's definitely like a spiritual theme or a focus on feeling good and um, feeling at ease with my products. Um, my perfumes and sprays use oils that tend to promote feelings of being grounded and also um, promote feelings of joy and feeling uplifted at the same time. And it's the same with my jewelry. I tend to be drawn to certain stones that also, like hopefully when people wear them and they look at them, it like reminds them to breathe and it reminds them to um, sort of release your grip or whatever you're gripping in that moment. <laughs>